0: Welcome to the She Talks Health Podcast, your source for information about all things women's hormonal health. I'm your host, Sophie Shepard. I'm the founder of She Talks Health and the co-creator of the 12-week Empower Her group gut and hormone program. I'm a certified functional health coach and a holistic menstrual health educator. This podcast was created to give you clarity about how to take control over your hormonal health using safer, natural options. I created this podcast to cover the widespread and complex health issues plaguing women today. From the rise of infertility to the epidemically high numbers of women with autoimmune disease to menstrual cycle problems, digestive issues, anxiety, weight gain, food sensitivities, mental, emotional, and energetic imbalances, and so much more. If there's a topic that you need answered, I encourage you to write us at podcast at talks And we will try our absolute best to cover that subject. My greatest mission in life is to help women radically change their health and their lives by teaching them how they can use their hormones as their superpowers. So with that in mind, I hope you enjoy today's episode. As always, ladies, this podcast and the information being provided to you is for educational and informational purposes only, and it should not be taken as medical advice. It is not intended to treat or cure any specific illness, and it is not to replace the guidance provided by your own medical practitioner. This information is to be used at your own risk based on your own judgment, And if you suspect you have a medical problem, we urge you to take appropriate action by seeking medical attention. Hey everybody, Sophie Shepard here. I am really excited for this little solo episode. This is going to be an episode about six lessons I've learned in six years. So it's actually been six years since I started my company and started helping women with their health. And oh my goodness, I have learned oh so much. And I thought, it would be a perfect time to share. It's halfway through 2023. We're about to take a short break for the summer on the podcast. We haven't taken a break on the podcast in, gosh, I think over a year. So it's we're due for a break. So we're going to take a break for about six weeks from uh, around mid-July until right around the first week in September. So we're going to take quite a nice little break here. And I thought I would leave you with some of my most potent lessons I've learned in the last six years of being a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, of being an Institute for Integrative Nutrition health coach, and most recently, a life coach and neurolinguistics practitioner. I I feel like I've grown a lot in six years. I am so different than who I was before. And I've worked with hundreds of women at this point and talked to so many of you in my DMs and and just different platforms over the years. And I wanted to pull out kind of what I see as the fundamentals when it comes to health, because I think sometimes we get really confused about what should we do. And sometimes we miss the most important fundamental things. So number one is stress. This is hard for a lot of us to hear because we don't want to deal with stress. <laughs> but we cannot heal in a stressed body. Period. End of story. Just, it cannot happen. Literally, the definition of healing, right, is to feel better. And in order to feel better, we must be in a relaxed, rest and digest part of our nervous system, the parasympathetic part of our nervous system. And if we're in fight or flight, there is no healing that can happen on a physiological level. We're literally in breakdown mode, catabolic Versus anabolic, which is when we can grow and reproduce and rest and digest. So stress. Stress causes what our teacher at SCN calls metabolic chaos. And it will play out in a variety of different illnesses and symptoms based off your genetics, your unique coding on this earth. And I think that we just kind of skip past stress because we're like, oh, like, It's not that big of a deal, but it's the number one reason for all doctor-related visits is something related to stress. And stress, what happens is when we are in fight or flight, our brain has seen something as stressful or sensed something as stressful. We can think that we are in danger and that is going to light up our brain and our body. It's going to send a signal of cascading hormones from our brain down to our adrenals, releasing adrenaline, and then cortisol. And when those are going on for chronic every single day in, day out, all day long, over time, that creates inflammation in the body, which is the root of so many of the diseases that we deal with in modern times, right? Inflammation. So getting a handle on stress is really important. And I think it kind of ties into some of the other ones I'm going to talk about, but I would just go with like the understanding that unless that stress is handled and managed that is like going to continue to cause issues for you now i know that we live in modern times and stress seems like this thing that is impossible to manage and at times i think it is not completely possible and i also believe that there are so many tools in place that have helped me and my clients process stress and emotions and get through things with less waves, less roadblocks. So the first and foremost thing is identifying what causes you stress and then finding a tool that is going to help you go through it. For this step, I'm going to just go through some more like things to help you stay calm. And in some of the other steps, I'm going to go a little bit deeper. So in this step, there are several tools. So we can obviously we can meditate. But I want you to think for a second, if you were to meditate, And you are in this like riled up, stressed out place, that may get you very far, right? You're going to be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I have to sit still. But if you could shake your body or you could do hip circles or dance or sing or hum, those things also calm the body down without making you have to sit still if that's not where you are at. Like if you're in a place where you're in anger or frustration... You might need to move your body. You might not be able to just sit and say ohm, right? So you want to match the tool with where you are at energetically. So if you're really riled up, I recommend using either dancing, singing, humming, some sort of hip movements. Even cat cow can be a way to drop you out of your head, out of that moment of whatever's triggering you and into your body. So get into your body in some way. Using one of those tools and see if you can start to just drop your stress. Now, you can also do things like breathing exercises. Some of my favorites are alternate nostril breathing or just simply breathing out through my mouth longer than I breathed in. With alternate nostril breathing, you breathe in through one nostril. So I'll show you in the video, but you're breathing in through the left and you're kind of holding at the top and then you're blocking the left nostril and you breathe out on the right. And then you just keep repeating in through one nostril and out through the other nostril. That one really can help you calm down. So there's breathing exercises. We actually incorporate breath work into our program. Miriam Bove does breath work with all of our clients because we know how powerful it can be for the nervous system for either releasing stress or helping you calm down. So those are just some things you can do. You can also look up EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique Tapping. There's a tapping solutions app and there's one on anxiety that's free. You don't even have to pay for the thing on there. So the way I look at it is like, think about all these different tools. There's so many out there. This is something we spend quite a lot of time customizing within my program, She Thrives, because everyone's tools look a little bit different. That's just like a little taste, the things that you can do, depending on where you're at with stress. And having those tools on hand, doing those things daily to calm down your nervous system, to regulate your nervous system, to help you come into parasympathetic is essential for healing. For self-healing tools, it doesn't get better than free things that take very little time. So my recommendation is look into these different tools and note how you feel on a scale of one to 10 before you use the tool and then how you feel afterwards. So if you're like, I'm anxious to a level 10. And then you do alternate nostril breathing and now you're at a five. Amazing. So we know this tool can work for you. Write that down, practice it. So this is something that I really recommend. I've just seen so many people kind of rush through a protocol with us or worry their way through the six months with us and they don't get better because they're chronically in fight or flight and they're never allowing themselves to rest and to relax. And then they wonder why like, it didn't work for them to take the gut supplements to kill the parasite. And it's like, well, because the parasite is there because our immune system is dysregulated because of all the stress. So if we're not dealing with the actual root cause, I don't care how many supplements you take, it's not going to work, right? So I really urge you to look into your own self-healing tools, become your own healer, because how it looks for me is going to look different for you and going to look different for your sister and your cousin and your brother and your dad. And so You want to look at like what works for me to regulate my nervous system to combat stress. What can be my stress toolkit? And once you've figured that out, practice it until it becomes second nature so that you can access that toolkit anytime you need and move through life more easily. So that's number one, lesson number one. Lesson number two Because we're so stressed all the time, we are depleting ourselves in minerals. And these minerals are so important. So this is what I see. We run an HTMA, hair tissue mineral analysis, on every client at the beginning of the program. And what we see almost every time is completely depleted potassium and sodium and sometimes other major minerals like manganese and or trace minerals like manganese and zinc and phosphorus are also depleted. What we see is that this is a stress pattern. And we know that from the HTMA, anyone who studied HTMA knows that this is definitely a high stress pattern. And it's really like long-term ongoing stress that has depleted sodium, depleted potassium. These two minerals are essential for all of function and energy. Without minerals, we don't have spark. Without spark, we can't have energy to do anything. So again, I see people kind of rush through these gut protocols and they don't take their minerals And then they're like, why did it come back? And it's because like we didn't have the energetic potential to even fight the disease off in the first place or the infection off in the first place. So when we're thinking about that, I'm not saying just go out and supplement willy-nilly, but go ahead and listen to my Optimizing Sodium and Optimizing Potassium podcast episodes and see if there's some golden nuggets in there. Maybe you want to incorporate more date or coconut water into your life to get some potassium up. Maybe you want to try the adrenal cocktail. I'll link in the show notes those episodes and check those things out. See if this resonates for you. And I really do want to just kind of emphasize this because I just see it so often. And then what happens is the stress will deplete the mineral and then the minerals will mean that we're low in energy. And then all these other symptoms start popping up and it's like whack-a-mole. And so if you're looking for a place to start, I would look at the stress and then from there, like, directly look at how can I support my minerals. And if you do want to get a mineral test done, this episode, is should be dropping very soon in July. And we are actually going to be having a mineral HTMA test option as just like a one-off option for the summer to help you with energy and help you to regain some of that vital life force that I hear from so many of you I want to like, oh, I want to feel better. I want to run after my kids. I want to have more energy to go on dates or to hang out with my friends, whatever it is. But if you're feeling really stressed out, burned out and low energy, the HTMA is such an affordable test. And it's truly like the very first step to feeling better. Besides, of course, nutrition, which we'll talk about in a second and managing stress. And so we are going to be offering this as a little mini program that we're running for 10 women in the month of July. So we'll definitely be running that. I don't know that I'm going to have the link available as soon as this episode drops. So if you are curious about that, you can either email me at sophie at she talks health.com if you want to get in on that, or you can DM me on Instagram at she talks health. It's going to be a super affordable program. I'm really excited about it. And yeah, that is What I have to say about minerals. They can be a game changer. Okay. Number three lesson that I've learned in the last six years eating nutrient dense foods. Oh my goodness, you guys, what do I mean by nutrient dense? And nutrition in 2023 feels so overwhelming for pretty much every woman that comes into my world. And I get it. I mean, people are telling me to be vegan, and then people are telling you to be carnivore, and you're like, I don't really know what to do. So here's like my spiel on the whole nutrient dens, like what to eat. And obviously, like you have to fit this into your own life and what makes sense for you. But I would say there's just some general rules of thumb that I've seen work for many people. I would say most people when it comes to nutrition that they can, you can test these things out and see like, oh, do I like this? Do I not like this? Does this work for me? Does this not work for me? So one of the very first things that I would look at is, am I eating enough? Because almost every person that comes in tells me that they're skipping a meal. And girlfriend, if you're skipping a meal and you are in the reproductive age, we are totally missing an opportunity for you to feel your best. Because we want to keep our blood sugar balanced. We want to give our thyroid those crucial nutrients. We need micronutrients to turn on energy in our body. And if we're not doing that, then we are not going to feel our best. So, looking at meal frequency, am I skipping meals? That's a pretty low hanging fruit. And if I'm not, if I am skipping that meal, how can I make it happen for myself? Do I need to implement a strategy where I get a food delivery or I prep my food on Sunday or Something like that, that helps you to eat during the day. No more skipping meals, ladies. It's not Sophie approved. (laughs) I really mean that though. And then like making sure you're eating enough. So three meals a day. Sometimes people need snacks. You might need a snack to stabilize your blood sugar while you're healing. And that first step of healing, right? And on your healing journey. And when I use the word healing, I'm talking about self-healing, like tools that you can try to move towards health. I totally understand that. Total healing may feel really far off for some of us, but this is like tools that we can start to feel better, right? Move our body in the right direction. All right. So I really think meal frequency is important. I think that making sure we're eating nutrient dense foods and I'm probably going to offend somebody listening, but I'm just going to tell you my truth. When I have vegan clients and vegetarian clients, they don't do as well than the clients I have that eat a animal eat animal protein not just saying carnivore i'm just saying like they eat vegetables they eat fruits and they eat animal protein so this is what i've seen over and over again i've had very limited success with vegan and vegetarian clients and the main reason is that a lot of our genetics make it very difficult for us to convert all of the necessary nutrients from plants into something usable and there's a lot of work that the body has to do to convert those plants i also have a lot of clients who can't really digest vegetables when they come in because their gut is all over the place and so when we say bioavailable or nutrient dense i'm talking about very quickly available nutrition right so a really good example is like beta carotene really does not convert very well it's vitamin a from plants into something we can use it's estimated that even only 3% sometimes can be used in the body depending on someone's genetics. So that's like a really good example where a carrot is great for fiber, but it might not be the best source for vitamin A that your body can readily use. So just depending on where you are in the world, your genetics, you want to play with how much animal protein you've got in there, vegetable fibers you got there and fruit. But what I see across the board is when we focus on protein and when we focus on fiber, and healthy fats, and we include animal protein in that conversation, really good results. People sleep through the night. They no longer have gut issues. Their period's on track. Their thyroid starts working. And it makes sense, right? Like if you even just look into like what helps make the thyroid work, all those nutrients that you're getting, the B vitamins, vitamin C, tyrosine, all those things are much more easily available in a lot of cases to animal proteins and also also vegetables. So We get a mixture of those things. And then where we see there's energetic blocks with nutrition is where we have the overeating of seed oils like canola. And we see a lots of things like highly processed and sugary foods, right? So Coca-Cola and all these breaded foods that are just really inflammatory. So we see if we have a reduction in those foods and we have an increase in plant fiber with animal protein, and really working on stabilizing blood sugar and just making sure we're eating enough and getting frequent meals in, maybe every three or four hours. That's where I see people really start to have more energy and have better periods, have better, no more brain fog, no more issues with their hair falling out, all those different things that people come to us with, they start to improve. So that's my very short version of what to do for nutrition. It's obviously much more in-depth than that when we get into it with one-to-one client and how does this work in your life? And it's it's definitely something to start to look at, right? If I'm eating fast food four times a week and I have I'm really tired, maybe we can start to reduce that, right? Okay, so that's tip number three, eating nutrient-dense foods. And then number four is if you aren't moving, you are dead. So oh my gosh, like I am not the best exerciser. I'm not like someone who like loves to do HIT classes or anything like that. But I will tell you that when I strength train and when I walk, I feel so much better, especially when I go for my hikes. So finding movement that's sustainable for you, getting outside if you can, and just moving your body every day, even if literally it's a 20-minute walk, if that's like if you're in a place where you're just completely stationary and sedentary, just go for a walk. Going for a walk could be like a game changer. So you just want to think about like, where am I and how exhausted am I? Like if you're exhausted and you're trying to do six hit classes a week, you might be further exhausting yourself. So try different things, see how it makes you feel. But moving our body is essential. And I will say that weight training across the board has been a game changer for most of my clients. And that's because they are building muscle and they're burning more fat that way, which helps them to feel better and more energized because and also stronger and have less injuries. So experiment with these things. See if you can just start to move a little bit more than you are now and work with a personal trainer to get really specific if you have that type of disposable income or maybe check out on YouTube. There's so many free options for different types of exercise. But the purpose here of step number four is just find something that's going to be sustainable for you to move your body because it is so essential and it's such a skip step. Like we want to do all these different supplements and then we forget to like get off the couch or get out from underneath the computer, right? So finding something sustainable, really important. Okay, number five. Number five and six are kind of related to one another and they're definitely more in that emotional processing, NLP, linguistics, programming, life coach part of me that I learned in the last year and a half. So do what you love or at least do more of what you love. This one's tricky because oftentimes we feel like we're stuck in a career, we're stuck in a job, or we're stuck doing something all day long that we hate to do. And I totally hear that. And I've been there. And we are the creators of our reality. So what can be shifted? Does it mean that you have to have a new boss? Does it mean that you have to figure out how to talk to your current boss? Does it mean that you need to start your own business? Does it mean that you get to just let things not bother you at work. It doesn't mean that you need to do a different company. I'm talking about work primarily just because that's the thing that we spend a lot of time doing. But or maybe it means that like your career, you don't love what you do, but you have a hobby that you do love and you've been neglecting it. My point here is fill your cup as much as you can with things that actually bring you joy. When I look at the clients that have done well versus the clients who have had to be in the program longer or haven't seen as quickly of quick results, oftentimes comes down to how they feel about where they're spending their time and how much joy that they can cultivate in their life. I think the sickest women that that I've worked with are ones that really hate huge parts of their lives. And I think where we spend our energy is where a lot of our energy codes. And so if we are spending our energy hating things over and over again, day in, day out, that's going to deplete us and make us feel really exhausted. So it could be that you're working within your current job to just improve the environment. Maybe it means that you can maybe ask for like a day at home or work from home flexibility or more vacation time. Or maybe it means that you can work something out where you get to do more of what you love and what you enjoy. Maybe it's on the weekends, finding out those hobbies that you love to do and spending your time doing those. So I really implore you, if you're not feeling well, is there something you can do to bring more joy into your life? I just find it makes a huge difference, huge difference. So more joy where it's really hard as adults, we lose that, that joy factor. We lose that imagination, right? We get so caught up in all the things we have to do and we never really ask ourselves what we want to do. So it might be very simple. It might be something you do for five minutes a day that brings you joy, but that's enough to start to move your spirit in the right direction. Okay. And number six So my sixth tip for six years doing this is good gosh, woman, get out of your own way. (laughs) I have been in my own way so many times in my healing journey. I can't even tell you. The women who have been the most successful in working with us, especially in the last year, as I've incorporated the neuro-linguistics programming and the emotional processing, the beliefs, subconscious belief work that we do, recognize that there are reasons that they don't get what they want in their life. And that identifying those reasons are basically identifying their own personal roadblocks. And then we get to get creative about how to move around So if I am not feeling well and I know that going gluten-free makes me feel better, but I'm not committing to it. Why might that be? Just getting curious of how am I getting in my own way and why might that be? And it might be something really deep. It might be something where gluten is a huge part of your culture and giving it up feels like you're giving up a part of your identity. Okay, so then that's a pretty deep conversation to have about value systems and is it really worth it for you, right? Or maybe it's something like, I don't go to the gym, even though I know it'd be good for me because I feel self-conscious. Okay. Those are pretty big emotional blocks, big beliefs. And it doesn't mean anything bad about you. It just means that there are individual roadblocks to health, right? Things that if they were not there, you would go to the gym or you would give up the gluten or you would, whatever it is, right? Like just to give you an example. So identifying what are the things like I say, I want certain things in my life. What are the things am I blaming my boss? Am I blaming my family? Because I got diagnosed with Hashimoto's, that means X, Y, and Z. I've done that one a lot. Or, you know, I'll never have X, Y, and Z because I was sick, right? I've done that one a lot too. And I get it. I get that. And what else is possible, Right? Like what could be out there for you that you haven't yet thought about and how could you identify the things that are keeping you stuck without blaming yourself right just being curious like a curious cat right like what can I do to help myself here so this one's a pretty can be kind of vague because everyone's are going to be different but looking at like Basically, I say I'm here and I, I, I say I want to be to this other place. What is in my way? And are any of those things mine to own and mine to get creative around how I can move through those? And if you can't move through them, shoot me a DM, email me, sophia.self.com. That's the type of work that we do when there are certain things that are in your way and just work through it so that you can get on to the other side and start to build the healthiest and happiest version of you. So, those are my six tips after six years. Things I've seen move the needle for people the most is having tools for stress, eating nutrient dense foods, making sure we're mineralizing our body properly, and then finding more joy and identifying whatever personal emotional roadblocks or our beliefs that keep us stuck and working through those because that's really important. And then movement, finding something. Whether it's a walk or a swim or weight training, that really is something you could do to help move your body and get into your body a little bit more. So I hope this has been helpful. Lots of stuff to chew on. I'd love to hear from you if you found this podcast useful and helpful for you, what you're going to implement from this, what you discover in your own self-inquiry. You can shoot me a DM at Health or email me, Sophie at Health. But we will be back in about six weeks at the beginning of September, the end of summer. I know I personally have been working so hard this first six months of 2023, and I am looking forward to just taking one little thing off my plate for a couple of weeks and coming back fully refreshed with lots of fun new episodes. We have some of them pre-recorded for you, and I can't even wait for some of the guests we have and some of the solo episodes that I'm going to record in the second half of 2023 so thank you so much for your time the gift of your time listening to this podcast and it always just blows me away to hear from you guys about how amazing you feel when you listen to these podcasts like it really brings me joy so thank you so much for always letting me know that you're listening and I hope this podcast was just another one that helps inspire you and helps you bring some change into your life and we will talk to you on the flip side of the summer and I hope you have a beautiful summer. I hope this episode got you one step closer to achieving your optimal health. If you liked this episode, please spend a few seconds to rate it so more women can find this resource. Be sure to tune in for more women's health support next week on the She Talks Health podcast. And in the meantime, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook at She Talks Health. I have an open door DM policy. No question is stupid. And I'm always here for you.